Welcome to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experience and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. You can catch prior episodes at www.wadenurseconsultants.com slash blog on LinkedIn and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Born. Now here's the host of Should You Take That Case, Lisa Wade. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another Medical Monday when we have a brand new episode of Should You Take That Case? And the goal of our show, as always, is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or plaintiff attorneys. I am still your host, Lisa Wade, legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants. I'm also, oh, there, Wade Nurse Consultants. I'm also the creator of the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group, our private group community in LinkedIn. That's where we get all our fantastic attorney guests. That's where they all come from. We use this as an opportunity to get to know each other. And we're going to do that today with Kevin Murphy in just a few moments. So get ready. We're going to check just before that happens. We're going to check for the comments or chat and see if there's anybody visiting us live. If you are a lawyer, put an L in that chat and say hello to us. If you are a ooh, paralegal, put a P in that chat. And if you are a part of my one of my favorite groups, Women Owned Law, put a W into that chat. Women Owned Law is a groundbreaking group created to connect and advance women legal entrepreneurs. So visit us at the uh, womenownedlaw.org and take a peek. Now, it is time to introduce Kevin Murphy. Kevin C. Murphy is the managing partner and president of Murphy Jones APC, a boutique law firm dedicated to protecting professionals in license, disciplinary actions, and application matters in both California and Nevada. Mr. Murphy practices with his mother, Kathleen Jones, who is an RN, JD, and a past president of the American so Association of Nurse Attorneys. Mr. Murphy has been recognized in his local community since 2014 as best of the bar, administrative law, and personal injury, and top attorneys in San Diego. So now I bring to you Kevin C. Murphy. Hi there, Kevin. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? 
I'm well today. I'm so glad that you are with us. How's the weather in California? Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Sorry. How is that weather in California? Sunny San Diego. It doesn't get any better. I know. Well, cold, cloudy Pennsylvania. It doesn't get much worse. So, but thank you for for bringing some sunny San Diego into us today. 71 clear sunny skies. You know it. All right. I will not be too jealous. <laughs> Thanks for coming. And we're going to hear all about, you know, how medical records come up during your cases, how um, how you decide whether a case is a good case or not so good to take. But first, we want to hear all about you. Tell us about how you ended up in this branch and area of, of law or how you became a lawyer at all. And I always say, go back to the crib if you must or anywhere in between and just give us all the the dirt. <laughs> well, I don't have to go too far to go back to the crib because like you heard, my mom is my law partner. So our practice is very unique. If any of the audience didn't understand from your very thorough introduction. We do professional license defense. So typically doctors, nurses, um, pharmacists, dentists, uh, any licensed professional in the healthcare industry, we in the states of California and Nevada, we will help them protect their career. So we're not there suing people in medical malpractice, but um, we're just that we're there to save professional licenses and how I got involved in it was like I said my mom was a nurse before she for 13 years before she became an attorney I think about 30 years ago so our practice grew out of her dual professional background um, when I graduated law school I originally went into uh, medical malpractice and plaintiff personal injury work and very quickly uh, got a sense of litigation and the importance that somebody's career um, has to them as the subject of litigation. But my mom would constantly get calls from mainly nurses, but nurses and doctors mm -hmm. from across the country saying, my license is on the line. I need help. And as a young entrepreneur, I said, that's the niche, you know, the, you know, that's the, a need that must be served, that's underserved, because there was not very many nurse attorneys um, or professional licensed defense lawyers that focus on saving careers. And so we teamed up in 2007. We're both licensed in California and Nevada. And so I protect careers in both of the golden and silver states. Mm -hmm. um, we do, like I said, mainly medical professionals. I'll do some other professionals, people that sell real estate, um, Department of Insurance, social services cases. I always joke, the only the only person I would never represent is myself. I don't want to do lawyers because I can't imagine a worse client than me if my career was on the line. Oh, so. uh -uh. Well, it sounds like you and your mother are doing excellent, and very needed and necessary work. I'm sure you are appreciated. Well, thank you. 
Uh, and now, uh, how do you decide if, you know, the, do you take every case that comes uh, comes your way? How do you decide if it is a, a winnable or not winnable or, or, or something you should pass on or refer out? Well, <clears throat> good question. Uh, fortunately, my mom and I have a luxury of having enough business where we don't have to take cases if we don't believe in the individual license holder. But you said, you know, winnable, I, I, that's not a dispositive factor for me. I don't think, oh, I'm only going to take this case if I can win because somebody's career is on the line and I'm going to help them no matter what. Um, but what factors typically go in is numerous. Um, the most important being when I was a very young attorney, my mom ingrained in me. We're not here to keep dangerous medical professionals jeopardizing patients mm -hmm. we're here to help good people protect their careers <clears throat> whether that means they need some kind of oversight or some other supervision or or something to ensure that the public's going to be safe mm -hmm. but to enable them to continue in a career that they went to school and became educated and have dedicated their entire you know adult lives to obtaining that's what we're here for. So really what I'm looking for is someone in a case where somebody is completely innocent, you know, do I believe in the case? I look at the underlying facts and we represent them. But in a case where somebody has made a mistake, um, minor or egregious, we look at the issue, we look at the facts, and then we look at the person. And if they made a mistake, have they taken responsibility? And really have they have they become rehabilitated? Have they learned their lesson? If so, then they should be given another chance to continue in their practice. But I've had people come in here more than I'd like to tell you who don't take personal accountability, try to displace blame. And I have no confidence that they wouldn't do the same thing again. And I'm very comfortable referring them to, you know, the county bar. You know, I, we're a small enough law firm where I say, you know, we're a small shop. I don't think we have the resources that we can dedicate to your case. Call somebody else. Um, so that's really the main factors that go in my personal consideration. Will I allow somebody to retain our firm? Is it, is it a good professional? Do they deserve, do I believe in the case? Because if I don't believe in it, then I can't be a zealous advocate. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. All right. Well, it sounds like you're very discerning <laughs> regarding who who you deal with and 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 who you can help or who you can't help. That's cool. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, so on to uh, dealing with these medical professionals. How often do medical records come up as, as part of, of these litigations and, and how do you, what kind of protocol do you have to attack them to get what you need out of those records? Great question. So um, in a standard of care case, <clears throat> I look at my cases um, in broad when I'm dealing with a licensed professional, is it a standard of care case or is it something else? Typically criminal conviction derived. So, you know, you have this whole area where somebody doesn't have anything to do with their job, but they're still going to be getting professionally disciplined. So if you get a DUI coming home from your sister's wedding, you can expect the nursing board to come down on top of you because that's unprofessional conduct uh, for a host of, 
reasons they would argue that they should. Mm -hmm. But in a standard of care case, medical records are oftentimes the linchpin of my case because we're dealing with a complaint about the services provided by one of our clients. And I have to examine not only what did my clients do, what were the standing physician orders, what did the patient do, and what did any attendant medical staff or other members of the healthcare team do? So um, they come up very often. What's our process for reviewing them? I told you mom was a nurse before she became a lawyer. So that's kind of Kathleen, the biggest benefit that we derive from her being part of the practice is that she's my in-house nursing expert. So she takes a first look at it. But remember, your lawyer can't be an expert. So just because Kathleen can look at the record and say, no, this is a defensible case. Um, this is legit. We can get a dismissal on this. Then I need to bring in a, a independent, objective, third party, a real qualified expert to do the same thing. However, Kathleen's not superwoman and I don't use her on every single case that needs medical records review because we have a lot of open actions at any given time. And to be honest with you, my mom is, uh, she's more focused on being a grandma right now than continuing to. Oh. Yeah, I have, we have a little boy, Lincoln, who's 10 months old. So oh, congratulations her, to her you first all. biological grandchild and she just couldn't be happier. But oh. you know what I'm trying to say? She try, She doesn't work as, as often as her son does as much as I do. Um, yeah, and the, she should not be wasting 10, 20 of her hours reviewing medical records when she could be playing with a bouncing baby. You got it. So um, oftentimes I'll have her just do a cursory evaluation or review. And then we are big fans of uh, legal nurse consultants. So I, I have a whole database of different perspective experts who have different subspecialty or fields of specialty based on their prior professional experience. Um, and the reason I'm kind of telling you that, because I know that you know this with some of your audience members, they might think, well, once I'm an LNC, I can do anything. And for medical malpractice, civil litigation, that might suffice. Okay, she's got RN experience she can read these medical records when you get down to my kind of standard of care cases you need someone with actual substantial clinical experience in that type of practice area very you know adept with those specific issues so i i use lncs oftentimes we do also use you know mds mps um different types of uh, professionals, but it's really very uh, case fact specific. Mm -hmm. oh, sounds like you need someone with boots on the ground, someone with actual experience. Not only the experience to give me the opinions, but also trial experience to credibly and efficiently and persuasively testify in front of an administrative law judge. Mm -hmm. All right. Excellent. Well, now let me just add, so I know you you said you're you know you use LNCs you you your mom is helpful when she wasn't being grandma but uh, <laughs> what do you have to say or what is your biggest pet peeve about dealing or with 
uh, or the most bothersome thing about dealing with medical records? Uh, Hands down, I complain about it at least a dozen times a week is the doctor and nurse's chicken scratch. (laughs) I I, oftentimes I say these these look like Egyptian hieroglyphics to me. (laughs) I can't tell what they're writing. And I'll give you an example. Early, early in my career, I was defending a nurse in Nevada and I was reviewing medical records. And it upon the admission chart notes, it said patient admits with the Q face. <laughs> I can't figure out what that means. I'm Googling. I can't. There's no nothing saying what is Q face. And I had to ask Kathleen from a practicing nurse. What what is this? I can't figure this out. She said, I want you to look in the mirror and stick your tongue out of your mouth and make a Q with your face. Ah. That's what Q face means. And I very quickly realized (laughs) this case is not as defensible as I once thought it was. Oh, dear. Because the nursing board doesn't like to see that kind of, you know, flip cavalier behavior in general much less memorialized in writing in the medical records it's just there was but that's I I always use that example because oftentimes you know there's shorthand it's just very difficult if you're not uh, if you haven't had professional experience actually creating the records it's so much harder to review them because things can be put in spots where they're not also not supposed to be located. But if yeah. you're on the floor and you say, yeah, but when you've got a busy second year resident, they're going to put the note on whatever page they can. It just brings, you know, that kind of real life, real world experience is invaluable for me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, honestly, at this stage of my career, Lisa, I don't I don't do the medical record review first. I have my clients retain an expert. And I have the expert and the client review the records together. They go through it with a fine tooth comb and that's where they direct the lawyer's attention because you don't need to be paying me my hourly rate to read an extra thousand pages of completely irrelevant, Mm. useless medical records. What you Mm. want to do is direct us to the salient, most important items. And that's what we can, you know, really haggle and, and, use as the anchors in terms of, you know, proving up different arguments in our case. Um, But a lot of times, you know, just to be totally in candor, when I was a young, young attorney, I'm the guy reading every single page of every single record, taking notes and then asking my expert questions. At this stage in my career, it's the opposite. My experts do the first review and then we have a detailed uh, an explanatory teleconference where we'll go through it together and then we'll really haggle out the issues. Yeah. You, there's, there's more better t- way you can spend your time and your legal mind than combing through uh, thousands of pages that you don't have to, for sure. I don't know if it's better for my mind, but I can tell you it's better for my clients financially. <laughs> I think so. Yes. I wouldn't like to pay you to do that either. Right. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Well, it sounds like you put your clients to work defending themselves. That's the name of the game. Help me help you. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And <laughs> let me ask you, you, you've given a lot of good information, some wonderful uh, advice and some insight into what you do. What other uh, kind of advice do you have to sum up for those newbie 
uh, attorneys or veteran attorneys out there that deal with medical records that as part of their cases? Uh, if, and I hate to be, you know, focused on finances, but that's a real world factor that my clients need to consider. And when, when deciding to take a case in my situation, because we bill hourly, you need to know the client's budget. Um, if you're talking about plaintiff lawyers and they're coming out of pocket, they need to make the decision. How strong is this case? including a calculation, can I absorb all of these costs, assuming there's absolutely no recovery? Because, you know, I've been involved in civil litigation on both sides, uh, mainly as a plaintiff. And I know the real world risk to a small business when prosecuting a case and I'm footing the bill, you know, because I don't get paid unless my clients get paid. Um, I've also been involved in medical malpractice, defensive litigation, where plaintiffs have spent three and a half to five years and they walk away from a case with a goose egg. Mm -hmm. And so that's because we didn't believe in their case from the get go, but that's their decision and they're making the calculation. And, you know, a lot of times it, it will come down to finances. Can you can you as the practitioner afford to take that case and lose? Can you afford to take that case and to win, which requires doing it well? And that means getting the right experts on board because you don't just need an LNC to review your records, depending on the kind of case it is, you're going to need an individual and an expert to testify to each individual issue, um, whether the same person can testify or opine to all of them or you're gonna to have to get individuals to render different professional opinions is another factor. So, um, you know, I guess it would be, it's so nuanced. If I was talking to a group of plaintiff attorneys, I'd have a completely different calculation. But if I'm talking to a group of defense attorneys, it's a different calculation. If I'm talking to, you know, plaintiff or personal injury practitioners, that's drastically different from my professional license defense as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I have a good, how about this? I'll make myself available to answer any questions anybody has, ah. but it's a very um, fine line. There's a lot of different uh, factors that go into it. And it's very dependent on the individual facts of that case, that client, that law firm, and the resources that are going to be required to do the case well. Well, that works out because we are at the Q&A portion of our show. So this is the time. If anybody's out there and they have questions for Kevin, get them together. You're going to put them in the chat and Kevin's going to answer them as uh, right now is is, how's that sound, Kevin? It's good for me. All right. All right. Uh, well, oh, before we go to break, I just have to say hello to Aaron Hicks there. From Hicks. He's a lawyer from, uh, he's from California too. Do, do you happen to know Aaron Hicks? Hmm, personal injury out there. Well, if you don't, I'll get you to get together a little later, maybe. An email introduction. Hi, Aaron. 
I'm glad you're with us today. <laughs> so if anybody's out there, like I said, get your questions together, get ready to put them into the chat and Kevin is going to answer them. But while we're waiting for you to get your questions together, it's time for what I call a small sponsor break. So I can tell you a little bit about what we do here at Wade Nurse Consultants. Without a review and summary of medical records, it could be harder to know if you as an attorney should take, take a case. And here at Wade Nurse Consultants, we prepare a one to two page synopsis and opinion regarding the merits of those medically related cases. By using my 30 plus years of nursing experience to make quick work of those medical case screenings. So if you're watching this and you're ready to attack that uh, screening backlog you may have, or you need to get clarity on medical issues to free yourself to focus on your legal strategies, here is what you're going to do right now. At Wade Nurse Consultants, we're offering a free 20-minute medical record strategy call to help you hone an efficient, timely, and cost-effective routine around your medical records. So click on the link that you'll find in the YouTube description box of this YouTube channel and schedule that call. Now back to Kevin for our Q&A. Kevin, let me check over here. Are there any questions yet? Not yet, Kevin, but we have a way of dealing with that. What I usually do is take your contact information and I have put it in the description box of this YouTube channel. And that will give people that are catching us on the replay a chance to reach out to you with those questions and they can't wait to receive your answer. How does that sound, Kevin? That's perfect for me, Lisa. And I appreciate the opportunity to do this again. Oh, yay. Well, definitely. I will invite you again. Hopefully you'll make it here in, in 2022, <laughs> a little later, to, to, to give us a repeat guest appearance. Sound good? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for being here. And uh, let me just uh, sum up for the day. Thank you, everybody that's watching live or catching us on the replay. Let me give you a little reminder to like our show subscribe to this channel. And if you have any legal nurse consulting questions, email me, lisa at wadenurseconsultants.com. But catch us next week at Monday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch us for another brand new episode of Should You Take That Case? Thanks for coming again, Kevin. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Should You Take That Case with your host, Lisa Wade, your friendly neighborhood legal nurse consultant, owner of Wade Nurse Consultants, and creator of our private LinkedIn community, the Attorney Medical Record Resource Group. That is where we get all of our stellar attorney guests. The goal of our show is to be a resource for legal professionals who pursue medical cases by sharing their experiences and insights as defense or as plaintiff attorneys. 
You can catch prior episodes at www.weightnurseconsultants.com slash blog, on LinkedIn, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and sharing this show with others. 